Welcome to Conversations with Healers, a podcast and video interview series that features intimate, soulful, and cozy conversations with self-healers and healers. Healer to healer, we dive into all aspects of self-healing and healing and being and becoming a healer. I am Damla Aktekin. I am a healer and the host of this podcast, and I can't wait for you to listen to this conversation. If you are new to this podcast, please take a moment to subscribe so that you can be aware of new episodes. I also invite you to visit adropofom.com, A-D-R-O-P-O-F-O-M.com, where I share a lot of free resources for self-healing and healing, and you can take a free quiz to find out what your energetic wounds are and how they may show up in your life. Discovering what your wounds are is the first step in healing them. I hope you enjoy this episode. There is one more thing I would like to share with you before you listen to this episode. I created a wonderful container to help you heal your energetic wounds and activate the infinite light and potential of your inner children. It is a crystal energy healing membership called Chakra Bliss Vault. Every month you will receive three new crystal healing sessions. Plus, you'll immediately have access to my entire energy healing recording library when you sign up. The membership is really affordable and will continue to be so. You can find out more about it at adropofom.com, A-D-R-O-P-O-F-O-M.com. I invite you to make healing your energetic wounds and connecting with your inner children a priority and invest in your well-being by becoming a Chakra Bliss Vault member. Hello everyone, this is Damla Aktikin with A Drop of Om and I have a very special guest today, Julie Hilson is with us. Welcome Julie. Oh, thanks for having me Damla, it's my pleasure. Yes, I'm so glad to chat with you. Julie is the host of the Life of Love podcast, author of Life of Love, A Joyful Guide to Self and Sensuality. She shares her passion for living a life of magic and joy, and her book and audiobook are tools for self-discovery and finding joy in everyday life, which we're going to dive into together. Um, first and foremost, I'd love to know a little bit more about you, Julie, and can you tell us what led you to this podcast and this book, Life of Love? Was your life always a life of love? <laughs> Were there any other steps along the way? What led you to doing what you do today? Mm. Well, I, I've always been a sensitive soul. And my life before Life of Love, I thought was centered on love and service, but it was actually more centered on service to others because I, I realized how, I guess at a young age, I realized how everything we do impacts everyone else. And I always had a, a pulse on that. And I always felt like, you know, people can affect me. So I have to watch how I show up. And I've always had that lens of sensitivity. 
which is a gift, right? But then also it's, it can make you really, really good at ignoring what's going on in you because you're always looking for a validation from everyone else. So I'm not going to complain. I had a great life until I started this quest. It was a great life on the surface. I was checking off boxes. However, my heart was dead. And, and more recently, I've really discovered that my heart and my essence was over here. It was away from my body. It wasn't centered. And I can, I can say now that I, I'm in that place of centeredness where I'm connected, my body and soul, my values, my, my joy, it's all in me, but it took me a while to bring it back. <laughs> I guess it's life experiences. It's, it's your upbringing, you know, um, maybe guilt, shame, you know, overlays that get placed on us as we, as we observe what happens in our world. And I think everyone's born joyful and happy and we want to just love and we're these little babies. And then all of a sudden these experiences happen where we sort of close down our hearts and, and we do, we, we move away from our bodies and we move away from our sensuality because our power is scary. And so my quest was to figure out why the heck I didn't feel joy every day. Cause I had everything that society said I should have to be happy and joyful. Yet I didn't feel it. And my husband was walking, you know, leaving for work every morning. And I, I was working part-time, but he'd walk out the door and say, I love you with his back turned to me. And I was like, how did we get to this place where my husband says he loves me as he's walking out the door? And and it's good that he's saying he loves me, but that was like, that was a huge slap in my face. I'm like, I don't feel, I don't feel like it's sincere. This isn't the kind of way I want my beloved to tell me that he loves me. Um, and I know life gets in the way and everything, but I didn't want to be in there. I didn't want to be in that place. And I realized that if I was going to save the life that I had built, I had to figure out how to be in that life more present. And so then my, I started, start asking questions. I see. So you mentioned being a sensitive and I'm assuming an empath as well. Um, so my experience with that is it, it varies. I find that as a, I am a sensitive and an empath and an intuitive as well. I think that I somehow, I relate to what you're saying at the beginning. It's very overwhelming to be with people because you feel everything and sometimes it takes over. Mm -hmm. And now for me, I know and realize that it takes over when I'm not resourced, when I haven't taken care of my body's needs. That's when it takes over. But still though, when I walk into a room, when I sit with family, I'm aware of everyone's feelings and sensations. I am aware of everyone's past, present, future life karma and trauma. And I'm aware of what all of that is triggering in me, which is very, very disconcerting because um, I'm curious about your experience with, with this because I find it easy to be a healer, to sit with people and walk them through their 
inner child healing and because they're asking me to look at that they're ready to do the work but when I sit with people who are just there to sit with me and they have no intention of looking deeper and healing like maintaining that boundary of okay but I see but I see exactly what you can be very very disorienting sometimes what's your experience with that as a as a sensitive or did Mm. you always know that you were a sensitive and an empath I tell you what Donald the first time I read something about empaths I felt so relieved I was like oh my gosh I'm not the only one I almost started crying I called my mom I'm like mom I figured out what's wrong with me I'm an empath (laughs) And there's other people like me, mom. I'm not, because <laughs> my mom has always known that I'm really, you know, she, she picked up on it, you know, and it's not in, she's, she's very spiritual, but she's not an empath and she's very caring and, and everything. But I think her, she's always trying to figure out what the heck's going on with me. Cause she's like, well, <laughs> so yeah, that was huge just to know that I wasn't alone. Um, and and in a family, family's a tricky, dicey thing. And um I hear you. And it's it's a challenge to um I've learned to put up boundaries. Like this is me and that's you. And I won't own, especially with family, because I want to fix things. I want to make things right and better. And and sometimes you just have to make space for the messy and just be like, I see you and I love you. And and I've begun to trust when I see and feel someone's karma or um, or something they, they really should look at, but they're not ready to, I began to trust in their journey and surrender and know that my my role is to hold space and a loving acceptance for whatever they are going through. And that's how I show up. And you're right. You have to be resourced. You have to be centered. You have to, you know, get your rest and your nutrition and drink your water and have quiet time because it gets staticky. It gets met. It gets into your energy field because when you're open and receptive, that's just part of it. And you're right. You hit the nail on the head. Self-care is, it's just huge. But when you love someone and you care about them and you want them to come along on this journey with you, it's really hard to put the I wouldn't say it's a wall, but it's like, that's, that's your stuff. And I, I love you and I'm going to let you go through it. I'm here for you. Yeah, absolutely. All All, all of what you said. I think my, my thing is like, I don't even want to heal you. I just want you to become aware and take the responsibility for it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because, but I, I also know, I mean, I know it's their journey and not everyone's ready, willing, able, and all of that stuff. But then my heart is also like, just get on with it. (laughs) Get on with your own healing. Right. And, And, you know, my system. Right, right. But yeah, don't let it in. And then also, you know, that was a huge thing for me. Um, I have a coach and I talked to her and I'm like, you know, my big thing was projecting. And I'd be like, if something was really bothering me about a family member, it was really something I didn't want to see in myself. And I was like, oh, it's their thing. They got to deal with their karma, their thing. But really it was me like accepting. And, and once, once I accepted that was their thing and I didn't need to judge them for their thing, it dissolved a lot of the stickiness. 
So that's that's sort of my individual path with it. Um, and, and it does, you cycle up. Like once you master one level, you're going to get another level of empathic fun. Fun <laughs> continues. Um... Fun continues. <laughs> you constantly level up, you know. I guess that's, we signed up for this, right? We signed up to deal with certain people in our lives and 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 challenges and you know, it's just like the harder the challenge, the more you're leveling up. Um, it's hard to feel that way when you're in the thick of it, but just trusting that, you know, God's spirit, your divinity has you, you're, you're not given more than you can handle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I pulled a card today. It says, I'll, I'll add a link to it. It's from Mary Magdalene. Um, I'm here to be freed of this or something. I'm not going to remember it co completely, but it's like I'm called into this place to free myself. So you're called into the stickiness because there's something to be freed there. Um, so you've talked about your quest for feeling best. Um, and one of the things you say is quest for feeling your best so that you can love your best. Can you tell us about that? Yes. And it's, it's tricky because you have to be completely authentic with yourself, your self-talk, the way you're showing up. And so it starts with loving all the parts of you, even the parts that are jealous, the parts that are selfish, loving the parts that that are judging and not, you know, it's loving. It doesn't mean you, you condone it, that it's okay, but you see yourself and you say, I understand that this is where you are, but having that conversation with yourself to say, but is this serving you? Is this serving you anymore? Do you want to stay in this place? Is this making your heart happy? Is this making you free? Like Mary Magdalene said, can this free you? Is this, is this train of thinking, is this action freeing you? And in this now moment, you can change timelines. So it's, it's a constant adjustment to, to look deep and be authentic and say, this is, this is really where I am. And I like it. It's serving me. I'm feeling in love with myself. I'm feeling healthy. I'm feeling happy. I'm feeling free. Or is it, are you feeling dense and feeling low? And it's a constant checking in with your heart because your your ego is here to protect you and to think about all the things that went wrong and all the things that could go wrong. And it's really important because it serves us. It serves our survival here on the 3D plane and we need it. But then also to temper that with, but is my ego making me fearful? Is my ego putting me in shame? Is my ego judging? And And deciding in the now moment where you want to be with the lens that where you were when you did that was the best you could do at the time in giving yourself compassion. And so this life of love is this constant checking in, finding what brings you joy, and then readjusting your timeline to, to get to that higher expression of yourself. And there's nothing wrong with that expression of yourself that felt alone or felt disconnected. That's a beautiful place because when you feel that, you can know that there's another place to go. And it's it's not about being better. It's about showing up 
the way you want to show up and knowing that every every choice was perfect in that moment because it had to show you something. That was beautiful. I think I'm going to cut that part <laughs> when we're done with this. <laughs> Share that part. You said something important. You said you can readjust timelines. Let's dive deeper into that. What do you mean by that? I just got I just got chills. Um, your reality is set with with your intention. Like the beautiful way you started this this recording, we had an intention. So your reality is set with this intention, and then the lens that you view it, and then the energy you put into the situation. So you can constantly go to a higher timeline with this this idea that you're in control, that your reality is created by the way you're viewing it and the, the energy you're putting in to create it. So it's a balance of the masculine and feminine. It's the feminine creative vision of what you want. And it's the masculine putting the energy into it to make it what you envisioned. And we need both. We need both in our lives. Both are extremely precious and necessary. Um, and this this new this new moon this new age that we've come in with the the planetary the astrology is is so glorious because we're getting the the divine feminine back and honoring the sacred masculine it needs us it needs us just as much as a feminine but the feminine is taking the stage right now and so we get this place to play and the energy this energy of creation and you're only bound by your imagination or your vision of what you want your life to be Okay, here's what I am understanding from from what you're saying, which is you talked about being in the now. As I understand it, in the now, in the quantum realm, the now exists and as a multiple timeline. There's past, multiple presence, parallels, and the future ones, and the parallels of those. So what you're saying is when you change your point of vibration here in the now, you're changing the way you move through those or the, the way you um, access what's available to you here in the now. So you could be accessing just what the density of the emotion or your nervous system allows you or you expand your nervous system capability and ability a little bit give yourself some softness and then you expand it and excess some more does that ring through yes yes and I can even I can take it that's that's a beautiful that's a beautiful description um in the in the 3d if you want to play in the space and just experiment it's really fun because um, we get lots of choices. Um, you can think about anything that seems like a groundhog moment in your life and decide that you're going to show up in a different way. You could take it as simple as brushing your teeth. If you decide you're going to, you know, stretch your body or sway or even do a little dance while you're brushing your teeth, you change that you change that activity. You change that moment from being mundane to having um, more of an essence. 
and you can even do it with your kids. You know, if you have a habit of, of saying the same thing in the morning, like, oh, you got your stuff together, get your stuff together. You could change your phrase to, are you ready to knock out this day? And then see if they say, yeah, I've got my, I've got my lunch. I got my, you know, because the, the kids know exactly what you're going to say. So if you change, you change your wording to be positive or something, or you just mix it up in a way with a more of a lighthearted feeling because you're coming and you said it from the quantum, you're coming from a different place. Then you change the way that person reacts to you. You change the way that routine reacts in your, in your life. And then you've jumped timelines. That's the best way for me to explain it. You're showing up different. So everything around you shifts. Yes. And you have that power. It's so fun. It's just, it's just absolutely fun. You can practice it going to the bank, um, the grocery store. It's, it's just amazing when you start playing in it. Yes. Yes to that. And I want to say as a complex trauma survivor and as a longtime empath, I find, yes, I can get there energetically know what I mean? I, I have certain practices, certain ways, uh, meditations, whatever. And then I'm also very aware it takes my body longer to get there. Mm -hmm. like if I've just been in a heightened awareness, heightened boundary, uh, heightened tension situation, I think it's important to note that like if you're a trauma survivor to have that compassion for yourself, mm -hmm. like you may not have that energy of just being cheerful to your child in a certain <laughs> way in the morning. Oh yeah. If you just had like a, I don't know, high intensity stressful encounter the previous day, yeah. but you can get there through certain nervous system expanding practices um, which I know you're mentioning a, a lot of tools and practices in your book, mm. which which might help with that. Can you tell us about your book, The Love of Life? I mean, yeah, Life of Love. Life of love. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would love to, I want, you may, just made me think of something really important. And um, the practice, well, I'm going to back up. So uh, one practice that I, I talk about was the OM. And just the, the idea that you're going, oh, and you're feeling the way the vibration goes through your body. And that brings you back to your body. And when you mention multi-trauma, you know, if even if you say you're waking up in the morning, you had terrible dreams, you had nightmares all night, you were fighting whatever you're fighting at a soul level all night. And we've all woken up and we're like, it was a rough night. You didn't feel like you got any sleep. You know, you were in your bed sleeping, but you were dealing with all these things that we deal with um, in the ethers when we're sleeping. And um, that's another really important thing because if you can get up and and tell your child, say, you know what, I didn't sleep too well. I had terrible dreams and I'm I'm not feeling great. But you're in, you're in your, if you can do the ohm and get centered before you interact with someone else's energy, you can speak from your heart and, and not that you're blaming that person, because if you don't speak your truth to those that love you, then they may think that you're, 
your, you know, the way you're not showing up with a happy, smiley face, you know, and we all can't, we can't do that every day. It's not that we're human, right? So those days you can't show up with a high vibration, with a happy, smiley face and the muffins in the oven or the pancakes on the stove, those days are the most important to do your own and say, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not doing so great today, but it's not your fault. This is me. And I, I had some bad dreams, but man, you can give your family the chance to show up for you and give them space to be like, mom, let me make you a cup of tea. Or you can even say, could you make me a cup of tea? Cause I just, I want, you know, I want to start this day, you know, better than I, than I, when I woke up or, you know, just like being completely authentic. And then what a gift your family has to show up for you for once, you know, and then that's what I write about, like make a list of the things you do and share it with your family and say, Hey, let's be a team. You know, I'm feeling overwhelmed. I don't like to do this, this, and that. Could you guys help me with this? And they may say no, and that's okay. Like the expectations, you got to release expectations, but just asking and putting it out there. And if they say no, you can say, okay, I respect your choice. And, you know, just go from there because they will eventually come and help you because everyone just wants to have fun and, and have a joyful house. And so if there can be an essence of teamwork and you've introduced it, even if it's not received right away, that's okay. It'll happen because you're, you're the head of your house and, you know, things might ha not happen for them because they didn't help you. So there's always consequences for your choices, right? Yeah, that's the authentic, authenticity, that centering and, and being able to speak right from your heart. You'll be really surprised, be really surprised how people show up for you when you authentically show them what you're what you're going through. And it's Thank beautiful. You. Thank you for mentioning that. It's really important. The first part of what you said, communicating your needs, basically. Mm -hmm. And and I find that once you start to do that for a while, it trains the people around you. For instance, I would say um, to my husband, to my daughter, I'm just I'm just cranky today. It has nothing to do with you, honey. I just need some alone time. And in turn, she's approaching 12, my daughter. She comes and tells me, mom, I'm just cranky today. Just, just leave me, please. It has nothing to do with you. So, what a gift, yeah. Exactly. So I don't, you know, push her or prod her boundaries. And she's very clear about that. I have a different approach to the chores. I feel like I don't call it help because I feel like we live and create this house life situation together. So we get to do it together. It's not considered mm -hmm. helping me. It's considered living together and we all each have responsibilities and chores. And I don't, you know, right now my daughter has this huge pile of laundry in the middle of her room. So she gets to decide when she folds those, but it's her responsibility to fold those. And I sometimes have a huge pile in my room. So um, once she has taken on the responsibility, I don't go in and say, you didn't do this. Why didn't you do this? Do this now or something like that. Um, but I completely hear you about. And that's something, I guess. Um, it's like another trauma response, isn't it? To take on a lot. And then to not say, okay, like this is too much right now. Can you guys do the dishes or 
or whatever <laughs> to say like this is too much um like doing or taking on quite more than you can handle um at certain parts of your life versus saying what resources what help what um collaboration is available to me I like that tea part I think I'll ask for a cup of tea everyone can make a cup of tea I will never ask them to make me coffee that would be a mess but everyone can make a cup of tea (laughs) and in my book it's fun because I have like checklists of like values and you can just go through you don't have to think of your values I mean you want to but to get people started because I know this is this can be tricky so I have like a list of 85 values and you circle your top five. And then if you can center your energy on your top five values, you can let the other stuff go away because the other stuff's just static. And if you can come back to what's most important for your heart and your light to make you shine, and then you showing up in a better, a better state, you know, you know, more balanced, more happy, it affects everyone around you. But if if you don't have that, if you haven't spent the time to find your light and to find your values then it's really easy to get off track. You need your roadmap. You need to have your your true north. Yeah, yeah. The other thing I liked in your book is you have a piece where you say, or you talk about listing what gives you joy or even like what gives you pleasure. And you had things like, I like touching this kind of materials or I like Mm -hmm. drinking or eating this kind of textures. Like, can you talk about that? That was, I thought that was a mm, beautiful way of looking at, um, like when we think about joy, when we think about pleasure, just opening the lens to um, diving deeper into the everyday things even. Yes, I believe it's my perspective. That's where sensuality comes in. And every day when you can enjoy the textures around you, you can enjoy the way the breeze hits your face. Or even when you, when you bundle up, we're in winter right now and you bundle up and you put your scarf and your hat on and your jacket and you feel that cold hit your cheeks. Is that invigorating? Sorry. Is that invigorating to you? Like you feel alive when that cold you're warm and you're cozy, but you get that contrast of the cold. And, you know, even I worried about when you wash dishes, you know, the, the fuzzy soap bubbles on your hands, is that, is that a nice feeling? Can you, can you absorb that feeling in the now moment? Um, when you're walking, do you, do you take the time to smell the way the flowers are releasing their essence to you? Because they do. When you walk by, those flowers release essence. And the plants do respond to us. And the, it's this these quantum things that are happening around us all the time. If you can just try to be present, try to to be aware of the little things, the way new socks feel on your toes. I mean, these these things that happen for us and around us all the time that it's easy to, to brush by or to ignore, but they're there if you can just be present for, you know, that millisecond. It doesn't, it doesn't make your life, you know, it's not like sitting down and meditating for a half hour. You have to make space for it. These things are happening in the now moment. So that's what I was trying to write about my book was enjoying these things and, and maybe even having, you know, if you can 
know which textures you like around you. Decorate your house with those things, with those colors that that bring you a vibration that that you like, that's pleasing. And, and the only way to know is a, for you to explore it. So yeah, that's what I was trying to um, encourage and you know let people know it's not a big expensive vacations. It's this everyday things that you can put in your life that aren't crazy expensive, you know, or getting rid of things that don't serve you. I know that, you know, I had a cupboard full of toxic chemicals. I was using to clean my house and I had no idea how bad and how they were giving me headaches. But until I took the time to like really feel what I was feeling when I was using those chemicals, I didn't know like this, this consciousness. It's, it's a continual up-leveling of the way you're showing up and how you, you feel. And that's, that's your consciousness. Yes. What it reminds me of it, it's almost like, um, like you don't even need to bring something in, um, or take something out at the beginning. It's almost like a gratitude list of sorts of becoming aware of what you like, becoming aware of what gives you pleasure. Like you mentioned, like, I don't know, I like the texture of this particular shirt, or I like the way mm. I can hold this little necklace or whatever it is. Becoming aware is the word that or or the phrase that seems to come up for me as you're speaking to awaken to the little joys that already exist in your life in your daily routine um, yeah I mean when was the last time you know one thing is like you know just stroking your face how how nice does that feel to stroke your face you know and taking a shower and cherishing every part of your body and in the water and the way the water hits you it's it's a a beautiful experience and you know we can turn the we can turn the faucet on and have hot water i mean it's beautiful it's awesome <laughs> think about you know 300 years ago they couldn't get in the shower for a hot shower and we just take this for granted like gratitude 100 percent. absolutely yes and i want to say as someone with a highly sensitive nervous system there are certain times when things are too much like even mm -hmm feeling that touch or even certain sensations are too much so mm -hmm. I think it still depends on your nervous system capability sometimes it's you recognizing I need less touch today or I need less smells I need um like just like a dark room or whatever <laughs> I love that you said that it's sometimes, and that's huge, creating space for your, for yourself to be there. And if there's too much coming in, you don't have the space to be you. So that, that's gorgeous, Damla. I love that. Sometimes you just need space. You don't need anything. Yeah. Again, becoming aware of what you need in the moment and then giving yourself that. And I think the idea of your list speaks to me because when and if you're in a place of giving yourself, like, let's say I stayed in that dark room for an or I don't know, I took a walk. Now I have more availability to expand and feel I can go reach for that very soft robe or go for that hot drink or hot shower or whatever. Um, yeah. So mm. let's talk about angels and divine and your relationship with them. I know you have like little notes from um, 
guides and angels with throughout your book, which I loved. Tell us about that. Was that always the case? Is that something intentional you got into? How did that um, come into being for you? Yeah, well, I've I've always been sensitive to things like I've seen ghosts before. Um, not not like all the time, but in certain historic places, I I will see, I will see things. Not looking, it just happens. And um, I've always felt presence around me, whether it's ancestors, family. I didn't I didn't really understand it. And then um, I met a woman who who could read energy and she also communicates from the angels and Damla I was freaked out I was like what is going on I didn't know I was like oh my gosh so I I experienced it I benefited from it but it took me five years to come back and say tell me more what's going on you know like I was just so freaked out but then the angels kept leaving me messages. They kept leaving me pieces of paper in the shape of angel wings and feathers and, you know, little coins. And I, I started just, just slow reading books about angels and angel messages. And then I realized it wasn't scary. It was beautiful. And so then I, I started getting more and more interested. And then I, I trained under my mentor, Dr. Carolyn Porter, and, you know, I spent two intensive days with her and, and many hours besides that, just exploring and, you know, and it's a lot of to communicate with your angels. It's, it's easy at times, but then also it starts you down this path of self-discovery because the angels only show you what you're ready to see. And um, so there's a lot of soul work involved. Um, but it's beautiful and I do, and, and I have it in the book, my every day I say, angels, please show me the highest expression of this day. And, and I invite you to be with me and support me. And it's hilarious. I always get really good parking spots. <laughs> and my sister does too. And the biggest thing when you ask angels for help with mundane or huge things is to thank them and and to celebrate you know and when they show me something I'll ask a question and then I'll hear the answer in a song on the radio it'll just be I'll ask the question I'll turn on the radio and there'll be something or you know I'll I'll ask the question and a hawk will fly over and the hawk the hawk is my higher spiritual self saying yes you're on the right track and it happens all the time but I always celebrate that moment I'm always like appreciate it. You guys are the best team ever. You know, like it's the, when you thank them, when you acknowledge that you have these entities and someday I'll know exactly what they are. Um, but for now, they're my angels and my guides, my Akashic team. I celebrate them and I, I celebrate their communication with me, even though I'm not seeing angels, but I'm feeling their messages and I'm getting clarity on situations that, you know, 20 years ago, i I would have just been like, well, what is everyone else doing? <laughs> That's how I used to make decisions. I'd be like, well, does this get me ahead? Is everyone else doing this? You know, I'm in a totally different place. Now I'm like, well, what did the angels say? And I'm just going to wait for a sign. And then it's just a, it's a magical place to be when you can say, I have this team around me and supporting me and I don't have to rely on someone else's response to me to make sure I'm on the right track. Cause that's what I used to do. I used to be like, is this pleasing to my 
my husband? Is this pleasing to my family? And when you live in that space of your value is based on how others feel about you, it gets really hard to live like that. And it, it's depleting. So I encourage people to find out their truth, their true answers. Um, and the angels can help. They really can because they want us to be happy. And and I do believe that there's angels assigned to each person to help us reach our goals. And, you know, listening to near-death experience survivors, um, they they express that there are guides that meet them and that they they have help. So I think it's really exciting and I'm just happy to be part of it all. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I talk to my soul team every, every day. <laughs> I call them soul helpers. I don't necessarily differentiate. I just call them like, as I call in help, I say soul helper guides, elders, helpers, and guides. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm, I know that they're angels in the mix, <laughs> but um, I appreciate you saying and talking about that magical way of being able to tap into that resource. And I see them as um, just like us embodying um, the quantum essence of the love that we are. I see them just the essences of love floating about us or going in and through and <laughs> wherever existing in multiple places, they can do a lot. Um, but just this, just these like vibrations and streams of love that exist that we can tap into. And in, in that way, they're not really separate from us because we are love and they are beings of love. Mm. I just, I'm just curious, like what was the message in your, that first reading that you got? Do you remember? Did anything stay with you? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we were, it was a holistic moms group and um, we were sitting in a circle and she went around and talked to everybody and she, I never met this woman before. First time I met her. And she knew that I had a child who had been sick. And um, my my youngest son was born with cleft lip and palate. And she didn't know his condition or that he had had many surgeries. And But she knew that I had gone through that. And she said, the angels are telling me that, you know, you've struggled with health issues with you and your child. And they're they're applauding you for how what a good mom you are. And... <laughs> you know, it's really cool. And then she mentioned something about a house and that, that I should go ahead. And, um, you know, it's, it's interesting because I think it's sort of like when you get your palm read by a psychic, they say things and it just clicks in your, it just clicks, it just connects. And you know exactly what you're supposed to do at that, in that now moment. If you don't think about it too much, if you just listen and it hits you and you're like, oh yeah, so long story short, we had been trying to sell our house because we lived on a busy road in the neighborhood and it really had gone, it was hard. It was like three years. It was, it was awful to have two young kids and to be trying to sell a house. And I told my husband, nope, we're not selling the house. We're staying. We'll deal with it. It's fine. Well, what she said, I was like, I came home and I told Mitch, I said, we need to sell our house. We need to put the house back on the market. And my husband looked at me. He's like, Julie, the house that we really want on the other side of the neighborhood is up on short sale, which means it was really discounted. 
And it just went up on the market that afternoon and he was checking real estate because he he never stopped shopping for a new house. And his I said it was done and he kept shopping, but he wasn't telling me he was shopping, right? So when I came home and said, we need to sell the house, he's like, this house is available. And within 24 hours, we had a contract on the house I live in right now. And it's our dream house. And it's just because the angels told me to make space for it. Yeah. So that's a huge, we've been here, what, 12 years now? <laughs> yeah. It sounds like your husband was listening to the angels. Look, he does, he does, <laughs> but he thinks he doesn't. He's so funny. He's Mr. <laughs> he, he likes to roll his eyes at my magical life, <laughs> but he's learned, he's learned to pay attention. I tell you that oh, much. They, they do, they pay attention <laughs> when they need to. Yes. It's so fun. But yeah, that's that was my angel story is this house. This house is an embodiment of the angels helping me see what I needed to see. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, thank you for sharing that. I think the last piece I want to talk about is, again, one of the things you talk about in the book is you say all you feel is needed. Let's talk about that. Yeah, it gets back to everything is perfect. If you feel, if you feel hate, it's needed because you needed to see that hate to run through it and to transmute it into love. Everything, every single thing is needed. There, there's no wasted emotion. There's no wasted feeling. It's all there to show us something. Yeah, and I think it comes back to what we were talking about earlier like what we need to see and experience to get freer in a particular area, in a particular emotion is going to keep showing up and showing up and showing up. And what I would add to that is if it's too much, get help. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. You can't get out from under it. There's so much, there's so much resource. I mean, well, you and I, we love our crystals and <laughs> and essential oils and the frequencies they hold and in the meditation but you know find find your people there are people if if something's if you're curious about something there's someone who can help you use that to get through a hard time and it's these little breadcrumbs that your soul leaves for you that's the exciting part like you don't know the answers but you're saying i, I want to see the answers show me and the person the group whatever you need will show up it will materialize. Yeah. Um, how can people find out more about you, Julie, um, and your book? Yeah, well, um, my website is lifeofloveandjoy.com. So they can find me there. Um, and I have a YouTube channel, Julie Hilson. Uh, so yeah, and I'm on all the socials. I'm on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. So yeah, just... I'm not hard to find. <laughs> Cast a wide net there. So I'd be I'd be delighted to talk to someone, anyone, and you know, and catch my podcast. I have a lot of great. You are my podcast. <laughs> a lot of awesome content there to help you live a life of curiosity and joy and magic. And you know, ultimately, you're full of love. So you don't even have to say you live a life of love. That's just where everyone comes from. We just have to uncover it sometimes. <laughs> Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining me 
joining us in conversation. I, I love your like little bubbly, sparkly energy <laughs> and <laughs> all the wisdom you're hiding underneath that. <laughs> <laughs> that we got to we got to experience so thank you for and for I think you. I think Magdalene and thank you for pulling that card I mean Mary Magdalene she's the bomb <laughs> she's, she's <laughs> with me all the time I'm telling you yeah yeah I'll so I love that synchronicity yeah, yeah that, I'd love to see the cards yeah that's a deck by um, Megan Watterson um, but I'll I'll add a link to that Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank, oh, thank you, sister. Much love. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to Conversations with Healers. If this episode spoke to you in any way, please leave a review or comment, like or love it, and share it with others in your life. This is a true soul love project from my heart to yours. I really appreciate your help in spreading the word. If you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe and check out other episodes to listen to some extraordinary healing stories and advice. Have a beautiful and wonderful day.